welcome to Shrimp and Crits. My name is Katie. Say hello, boys. <laughs> hello, boys. I will be your GM today. We are playing a game of Absurdia. By Quinn Majeski. Oh, by Quinn Majeski. Quinn Majeski. Our friend, Quinn. <laughs> Oh, and I am joined by Ian, my friend Ian. Hello, Ian. Hi, I'm Ian, and I'm playing Quinn Majeski. <laughs> God I, damn it, you took my joke! You keep taking my jokes! <laughs> it wasn't even a joke, it's literally just the only name I can remember in that yeah, I moment. I need that clip cut of Ryan. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the soundboard. Yes, I need it. I, I need it. I despise that me and Ian are almost the same person. <laughs> my name <laughs> My name is Ian, and I'll be playing Milo Lamore, the Forgotten Vessel. Mm, and we have Cap. <laughs> Why are you just Cap. laughing? <laughs> My fr- I didn't laugh, he laughed. Hello, everybody. I am Cap, and I am playing T1M, the Zeitgeist. And last but not least, we have Ryan. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ian, and I'm Quinn Majeski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. God. Uh, I actually, no, I am Agatha, or Aggie, the rascal, Majeski. glittering morning light flickers off of the oxidizing castle spires rays of ethereal smoky light peek from behind each majestic tower as the sun rises this splendid monument domineering despite its current state of deterioration sits in the central hub of what was once known as whimsy world the real world as we know it ended over a decade ago but whimsy world continued to flourish Former park employees and park goers alike, now trapped within Whimsy's gates, established a new normal. After years of research, they learn how to harness Whimsy World's true magic, once considered make believe, and manage to thrive. So basically, the park is alive. Everything's interactive and has a function, known or not. You've all thrived by cultivating the land and using your unique realms to your advantage. You know what plants are malevolent, which spaces to avoid. For example, that bench by Scallywag's Lagoon will swallow you whole. What you can barter and trade with the Commerce Court in exchange for goods, services, and information. So Whimsy World consists of six main areas. Um, That's four realms, which we'll get into. One main communal area, which is Commerce Court. And of course, the castle and central hub, which sits in the center of the park. To the east lies Pirate's Cove. Ryan, why don't you tell me what Pirate's Cove is like? It is a land of scallywags and scoundrels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But mostly good-hearted. A lot of heart here in Pirate's Cove. Very wet. <laughs> it's a very wet land. <laughs> Some might call it the wetlands. Why don't you tell us about your signature rides? Yep, we have Scallywags Lagoon, which is... One of the prime rides of the park, it is a water ride, a ship ride. Mm -hmm. Get on a ship and then you experience a life of piracy. (laughs) And then there's Moist Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) What's Moist Mountain like? (laughs) (laughs) How moist is it? Moist Mountain is the most exciting ride in the... (laughs) (laughs) Moist Mountain takes you through the through the 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 dark swamps of the dark mountain swamps, <laughs> the dark the dark mountain swamps. <laughs> you could make it like Indiana Jones esque instead. It's piratey, like, isn't it? Why is it a piratey? Well, his land is like adventure land. It's called Pirates Cove. <laughs> well, he yeah, but he already has a pirates ride, so he should have at least some variety. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what's like like the what's the safari? Why has a mountain, right? It has volcanoes. Yeah. It's like a volcano, but 
instead of there being lava in the top of it, it's a it's swamp. It's just really wet. It's it's a swamp <laughs> inside of a mountain. Love it. Okay, what kind of restaurants or bars, if any? We have the only bar that matters, which is Bartering Dan's I Love This Bar and Grill. <laughs> where you can get the harder to find stuff. I will say that that's post-apocalyptic. <laughs> it was not called that before. Okay, and what's the population like? Are there a lot of people in Pirate's Cove? I don't know. Are, are there? Because I kind of think it's just kind of me. <laughs> and, then a, and then a bunch of animatronics. Well, you have your King Richard, right? Yeah, did you kill your twin brother? Oh, <laughs> is yes. He, is he done? <laughs> yeah, it's an adventure-themed world, then maybe it's just, like, one of the more dangerous ones to navigate. So, like, the only people that mm-hmm. live there are the daredevils like you. Yeah, I guess it's actually kind of populated, mm-hmm. but not very much. But we're like the seedy underground. Ah, the underbelly, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool, cool. So, I don't know. What's like a big population right now in the destroyed park? I would say big is 50. This is 10 years after the apocalypse. Yeah, I'd say there's a good 15 actual people here. Yeah. Okay. Does that sound right? So basically, when the apocalypse occurred, you were all inside the park, normal as hell, or what we know to be normal. After the apocalypse happened is when things started coming alive, basically. So that's when you realize that animatronics are sentient, that's when we realized that everything, for instance, after the apocalypse and your realm was populated with people, you may have tried to eat a certain plant that was growing in your realm and it killed everybody, basically, because it turns out, oh, it's poisonous. What's the poisonous plant called? I don't fucking know. It's his world. <laughs> oh. It's my world? No, Wait. not literally. Who came up with the... I'm just trying to... Exp- oh, it's just a hy- to explain. oh, it's a hypothetical. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to know about this poison plant. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if that changes your opinion about population or anything. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, yeah, I originally said it was like just me. Yeah, but you have your mentor and your rival. My mentor is a statue. Yeah. Like, I imagine all of my population is animatronics statues and cardboard cutouts perfect perfect to the northwest lies fairy's glen ian what's fairy's glen like now oh that's a good question (laughs) fairy's glen was one of the original realms of the park i think before future's door and pirate's cove were added The main feature of it is Bacchanalia, which was introduced to try to restore relevance to the uh, to the realm. And Bacchanalia is based off of the founders love of New Orleans. Um, But in keeping with the fairy and kind of Greek theme of the park of the of this realm, it kind of has an interesting mixture of New Orleans architecture and like Corinthian columns and whatnot. The big draw to Bacchanalia is that one of the older parts of the park that still remains is called Kids Court, which is where parents could drop off their kids and not worry about them as they went and just participated in the debauchery. So uh, Bacchanalia grew and grew and grew until it took up. It it takes over most of this realm. Let's see. There's a tree. Uh, There's a giant tree (laughs) that you... um, <laughs> There's a giant tree. I'm so excited about the tree. <laughs> I'm sorry. He just he just started with there's a tree. I know. <laughs> there's a gi- <laughs> There's a giant tree and you enter through the roots of it. That's the main gate that connects to like the central area, the um the atrium between all the parks. 
There is an older ride called the Lane Lemur, which we'll get to more of when um, we get to my character. But uh, the Lane Lemur is like a Tunnel of Love style ride. wasn't very popular, but it was just in a location to where uh, it didn't get replaced with more Bacchanalia um, in time <laughs> to <laughs> be before the apocalypse. So it survived <laughs> until then. Um, yeah, and the Teacups ride is there. I don't know much about that, but... Katie insisted that it be part of my realm, so it's definitely there. Uh, oh, and I didn't—I I did want to clear with you. I know there's a main castle of the park, but is it cool mm-hmm. that the kids' court is also sort of like a castle? Yeah, as long as it's just a miniature version. Yeah, cool. In terms of like what the people this this is one of the more I would imagine populated realms uh, now because Bacchanalia is uh, still this kind of debaucherous area a lot of like criminal activity it's run by bacchus he is sort of like the the entropic kingpin of this area kids court obviously had a bunch of kids left there in daycare when the apocalypse happened but uh some event that i don't know that i even know uh, but some event (laughs) happened and now it's a giant haunted facility it's like oh shit it's scary Maybe the magic, the overflow of the debaucherous magic from Bacchanalia uh, corrupted it and made it something horrible. Great. Perfect. There's a tree. Did I mention the tree? (laughs) There is a tree. I really love this tree. It's a beautiful tree. It's the only tree left. Is that true? All right. No. (laughs) <laughs> this is a joke. I mean, there could be other trees, but you made it sound like such an important tree. Hey, Catherine, you need to stop disappreciating the amount of power that you have. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am powerful. Okay. If you say that's the only tree, that is the only right. tree. <laughs> so then Ian's there's a tree is not nearly as funny. Because there is a tree and it's a huge deal. My tree is a huge deal, whether or not it's the only tree in the park, okay? I would die for this tree. It's a beautiful tree. I'm not even in character yet. I would die for this tree. (laughs) Onward. Okay, to the west lies Future's door. Cap, what's Future's door like? Just around the corner, it's here today! The realm of endless possibilities is right this way, through the future's door. Welcome, w- welcome to tomorrow. I'm the Traveler's Mater D, first edition, or T1M if you prefer. You can find me hustling and hustling around the Constellation Cafe, serving delicious space getty and asteroids, cosmic cakes, and for the young space cadets out there, Mars Mission Macaroni! I like the program pauses for laughter. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what it is. <laughs> when your batteries are fully charged after an out-of-this-world meal, follow me on a guided tour to the event Horizon Hydroponic Garden and learn the ins and outs of becoming a space frontier farmer! From the galactic guardian virtual reality adventure to the ever-indomitable comet coaster, the future's door has everything you need to be a star and to have an unforgettable time that will last light years. I'm glad I saved you for last. Any questions? Kind of sounded like Barbara <laughs> at the end. <laughs> I kind of felt like you were you were about to fucking bust out into Love Shack. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Schneider. White <laughs> year, baby. <laughs> the Love Shack, baby. The future's door is the world of tomorrow. <laughs> Spaghetti, baby. <laughs> oh did you talk about population how many people are inhabiting future story oh um are robots people (laughs) well hold on pause the recording we have a very moral discussion (laughs) right yeah we got a big yeah (laughs)
there are at least five of me, and mm-hmm. then the future's door is very empty. There, mm-hmm. I still set it up every day as if there are going to be troves of people coming in. I still start cooking food every day in the Constellation Cafe. I uh, start the morning by cleaning up things that are already clean from the day before. There's a lot of like jagged, angular architecture here, so like the benches are not very comfortable. So nobody really likes to hang out here. It's kind of like where you walk through on the way to uh, Fairy's Glen. Mm-hmm. But there's some there's some good rides, but there's a lot of like educational rides. Like the the hydroponic garden is very educational and very slow. It's not fun, but I call <laughs> it home. Perfect. Crack that whip. Sorry. <laughs> it's like I'm possessed. <laughs> 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 All right. The apocalypse happened on a normal, busy Saturday. Things were going as smoothly as things can go on a peak summer day in an extremely popular theme park. Suddenly, the hot sun was eclipsed, and as darkness fell, loud sirens began to sound. The park's emergency system kicked in, and all gates to and from the park were instantly sealed. Massive tremors began to shake the earth below. Panicked cries and screams pierced the air as literal chaos erupted. In the aftermath, a broadcast began to play on repeat every two minutes via the park's intercom system. Attention! A global catastrophic event has occurred! All guests must shelter in place immediately! This is not a drill! Repeat! Shelter in place immediately! This broadcast plays on repeat every two minutes for, well, the next decade. You may have figured out how to disable some of the intercoms in your realm or have figured out a way to muffle the broadcast, but even so, it can still be heard faintly in the distance blasting from Forgotten Frontier. uh, Katie? Katie. Hey, Katie. That's that's horrible. That is... I hate that. Uh, What do you mean? Also, this entire park is run (laughs) by the (laughs) B-52s. This is our B fifty two theme park. Hey man, that was my inspiration. Cap stole my voice. Find me at Voice Mountain. I'm as wet as a whale. (laughs) (laughs) That is until now. You all awoke to the surprising sound of silence today. Hello and welcome to Shrimp and Crits. Katie here. I think you can tell that by the sound of my voice. I am daddy now, so I just wanted to be here to middle tro you. Thank you for listening. Can't tell you how much it means to us in these in-between times, in-between seasons, to have you with us for these short, fun rides. Just wanted to shout out our friend Quinn. We are playing his game, Absurdia, um, which, of course, as you can already tell, I'm sure, is a very, very fun ride. You can find Quinn on his podcast, Monster Hour. I just want to thank those of you who have been telling your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, your doctors about the podcast. We really appreciate anyone giving us giving us an ear, lending us an ear. I also want to thank our friends, friends of the podcast. God, I hope they're listening. It would be weird if they weren't. I want to thank Jess and Zach. Whimsy would not be what it is without them. Um, Jess has let me talk her ear off, basically, and just throw spaghetti at the wall um, to figure out what will stick in this game. And then Zach helped me with a super secret project, which you will come to find. Very amusing, I'm sure, as Whimsy goes along. I think that this Whimsy World arc will probably be five to six episodes at, at most, God, if they just go off the rails, I don't I don't know what to fucking do. I've never done this before. But speaking of that, um, this is my first time GMing, and I want to give a huge shout-out to the boys, Ian Cap and Ryan, for being the most patient co-hosts ever. 
And I want to remind anyone who's ever looking to run their own game for the first time that (laughs) we get the beauty of being on a a podcast that, you know, gets edited. So Ian has masterfully (laughs) covered up my shortcomings. So I, I just want it to be known that, you know, if you have a great group of friends and you want to run a game, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Have the best time. It's hard. It's really hard. And I appreciate Ian so much more, but do the hard thing. Cause it's, it's super fun. And I hope that this shows you, you know, anyone can do it. Okay. Maybe not anyone, but I can do it. So you can do it too. We have no new patrons this week, but I want to tell you about the tons of shit that you can find on our Patreon. We have some amazing stuff. We're actually about to continue Tallahassee Nights. Ooh, a second episode. Cannot wait to revisit those characters. Um, That is a Patreon exclusive. We also have, I think it's like 24 hours of extra bonus content, so... Definitely check us out. We have a gnome game um, that Ian was out of town. So the rest of us played a bunch of gnomes. And then Ian wrote a beautiful song that's at the end of it. And I think everybody in the world needs to hear this song because it's amazing. As usual, you can find us on Twitter. What the fuck is Twitter? As usual, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and lots of shit, at Shrimp and Crits. And if you haven't already, please rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice. Of course, we are, I feel like if you've listened this long at this point, you know that we're bi-weekly on Mondays. And our next episode will be June 5th. How exciting. All right, love you guys. That was stupid. Ian, don't include that, but I do love all of you. Okay, get get back to it. I hope you enjoy. Love you all. Bye-bye. Cap, it's a normal day in Future's Door. Yeah, so you you get started every day like you always do. You start mm-hmm. prepping. Uh, what was your restaurant called? Uh, it's the Constellation Cafe. So yes, one of me will be prepping. Uh, one of me will be cleaning out trash cans that are already empty. There's a lot of sweeping involved. There's five of me doing chores. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess we'll say I charge. I don't sleep. We have like a little docking station, oh, okay. like a Roomba. <laughs> And we all just kind of no, no, no. My my batteries. I'm charging my batteries. I had had the same thought. I was like, "Damn, we're getting right into it." I am a robot person. How much for the mac and cheese? I. uh, It's no. That's not what it's called. It's called the Mars Mission Macaroni, and you should know that. All right, why don't you describe T1M? I would love to. Uh, T1M is a collection of five robots, each identical. They are very, <laughs> like, retro-futurism in a way. They, they're they definitely robots. Like, they don't look like humans. They do not have skin. They're not animatronics. Uh, yes, they're not animatronics. They are clearly robots. I, I guess most noticeably are uh, their hands, which almost look like crane game claws. They have three long claws on each hand uh, so they can manipulate things, grab things, but they are not as dexterous as uh, a typical five-fingered hand. Uh, The joints are very circular, and the arms and legs are not very adorned metal poles. They have barrel-shaped heads and triangle torsos, but they are, when you close your eyes and think of a 1950s futuristic robot, that is T1M. I am playing the Zeitgeist, which is a collective consciousness spanning multiple bodies. Amazing. I don't think it's supposed to be a robot, but... But you made it a robot. It doesn't say it's not a robot. Yeah.
it does say <laughs> it says you are a collective psychic consciousness that spans multiple human bodies. So I just went uh, ahead and crossed out human. <laughs> definitely not human. Yeah, that is uh, the collection known as T1M. They are all individually called T1M or the Traveler's Mater D First Edition. Can I call you Tim? Yes, absolutely. I think <laughs> everybody in the 10 years of the apocalypse does not want to say T1M. All right, Tim. T1M. Thank you. You start your work today, as you do, as you have for every day for the last 10 years that you've been sentient. Oh my god, you're like a 10-year-old. You're a baby. Okay. <laughs> no response to that made it so much funnier. <laughs> yeah, just like, okay. <laughs> One of our characters is a literal 12-year-old, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love the just no. silence and then let her keep going. <laughs> <laughs> all right so do you think that your character would notice this silence i think the broadcast was the closest thing that the t1ms have to a heartbeat because it was so constant and it was thrumming through them for the last decade god damn that's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh and now that is gone and i think it's like halfway through the workday they all literally like i imagine a screen that has five cuts in it so you see five different scenes at once and they're all doing a job and they all stop at once and like look around and then immediately go back to chopping the fucking cucumbers or whatever they're doing so you do not react to it at all i react i do uh i notice it it worries me i will tell you but i still okay. have a job to do <laughs> Okay. Is it rude if I just move on to the next person? <laughs> well, Cap, not interesting well, enough. We're just yeah. moving on to the next fucking character. I, I didn't think it was going to be rude until you said that. So, <laughs> Well, that sucked. Let's go on. <laughs> no, it was great. And it, that is the end. <laughs> I didn't think about it. I probably should have started with someone else. Also, can we just real quick, can we go with Killzoo? Killzoo? For the poisonous plant like kudzu, but killzoo? Oh. <laughs> no, the poisonous plant was hypothetical. It's not a real poison. I mean, it could it was... be real. If Okay, how about if we go with the poisonous <laughs> yes. plant? Will we at least consider killzoo? Cool, I'll, I'll consider it. Thank you. Go to somebody fun now. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. God. Alright, I'm gonna go to Ian. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Milo. Ah, yes. Um, <laughs> that's not my voice. That's just me being excited. <laughs> Milo Lamour is a very suave, tuxedoed character. Ooh. A very smooth face, very short, dark <laughs> hair. He's wearing a cape with a dark blue lining. Um, and any details on his suit is that same exact shade of dark blue. Uh, the suit says very clean, which is a mystery because we are living in the apocalypse. <laughs> and my playbook is The Forgotten Vessel, which means I am the discarded puppet of an entropic horror. Hmm. Do you want to expand on that or wait till it comes up in fiction? <laughs> I mean, I can say, I described Bacchanalia earlier, I can say that I, for, from the beginning of the apocalypse, for the next 10 years, I served as uh, Bacchus, as Dionysus, uh, Dionysus, Dionysus? Yeah, the second one. Dionysus Thrall. Uh, I was controlled by him that entire time, and I remember very brief glimpses of it if not just a total blackout but anyway i've been discarded and now i now i now live in the empty tunnels of the lane lemur which is the ride i worked at before the apocalypse perfect that was my next question you like phantom of the opera style uh yeah i mean no mask but you haunt the, the tunnel ride I, I think that when I was discarded i just didn't know where else to go and so i just kind Ooh. of went where it is where you know what's familiar it doesn't doesn't necessarily feel like home but it is you know nobody else really goes in there because why would they it's pretty 
you know, I don't know. It's just a river, like it's a little tunnel in the water, heart shaped. <laughs> and I imagine that uh, message every two minutes drove me wild because of the noise just kind of reverberating through the tunnel. Do you think you would have put something over the intercoms? Would you have tried to stop it? Absolutely. I would have stopped any of the speakers nearby. I would have stopped. But you mentioned that you could still hear it in the distance. So Yeah. Okay. So you wake up from your your home. Do you sleep in like a ride vehicle? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I think I love the idea of it. <laughs> I think that there are swan shaped boats. I keep one to ferry myself from my little cove within the tunnel back to the ride exit so I can, you know, move about the park. But one of them I have beached on this like sort of um, display area and I have kind of made it into a cot for myself. Perfect. And you, you can see like some old, some sundries from my old life kind of scattered about. It's not... A great home, but it is my little cubby. Cool. So you wake up on this very special day, and you realize something you haven't heard in a very long time, and that is silence. What do you do? I go back to sleep. <laughs> Let's move Fuck on. Fuck all your boring ass characters. <laughs> um, I think I would like you know, furrow my brow and look around and listen, trying to make sure that I'm not, I, you know, sometimes when you wake up, your senses aren't totally dialed up to 10 quite yet. So I keep listening just to make sure I'm not just still waking up. Um, and yeah, I think I would get in my little ferry boat and start to make my way back to the ride entrance. So I don't know a whole lot of people in this world. I'm a pretty lonely, solitary person. Um, most of my old friends left when I was no longer, you know, the god of party. So I think I would probably make my way towards one of the other two people I know, which is, uh, you know, T1M and Ryan's unintroduced character. How often? Wait, OK. How populated did you say your realm was? A lot of criminals and entropic strange beings live in Bacchanalia. It's like a, it's a very densely populated uh, area. But okay. throughout, uh, you know, I don't think that there's many, there's not like any other settlements. Okay, so I imagine you can still hear music of some sort, if you can even call it music, coming from... Say the word for me. Bacchanalia? Bacchanalia? Bacchanalia, yeah. Bacchanalia. You can still hear music thumping from Bacchanalia. I roll my eyes. <laughs> but otherwise, you don't hear the broadcast. You said you want to head towards Future's Door? Yeah, I mean, I'm neighbored. My realm is neighbored to Future's Door. So yeah, I would head uh, giving kids court a wide berth. Actually, I probably don't want to be next to Bacchanalia either. <laughs> Being as far away from <laughs> the two main features of this realm uh, as I can, I'm going to try to make my way down to Future Store, yeah. Alright, I'm going to jump to Ryan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Agatha? Ahoy, my lads! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it is I, Aggie. I reign as Pirate Queen of Pirate's Cove. I've run these lands strong for many of years. The amount escapes me. Who's she talking to? <laughs> Am I supposed to talk to you like in character? Or like... <laughs> Gonna say, is there anything else I need to say? I don't, I don't. Yeah, you need to talk about your playbook. Yeah, I am playing the rascal. I'm a 12-year-old girl. I have been in this land, as far as anyone knows, by myself for... Who knows how long most people do, but who knows how <laughs> long? Say, 12 years. <laughs> My hair is disheveled. I have taken up the pirate's life since being in this land for so long. And when the apocalypse happened, you were a guest in the park, correct? Yes. 
a two-year-old guest? People bring babies to parks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was a 12-year-old. Wait, Wait, she was 12 when the apocalypse <laughs> happened, so she's 22 now? I feel like we should nope, have tackled this not. before this, but we'll uh, we'll get there when we get there. But yes, I am 12 years old. Uh, I have a, and my first mate, being as how I am a pirate queen, is my trusty parrot, McMurphy, which is a plush that hangs on a keychain by my side of a parrot that is dressed as a pirate. Can it be one of those magnetic shoulder plush, though? Because that would be fun. No, it is specifically a keychain <laughs> key okay, that cool. hangs on my side. What what color is it? Parrot colored. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> There's green parrots. There's red parrots. You think of a parrot. It's an yellow. Ima- you have to use your imagination. <laughs> Let okay. me write down McMurphy before I forget. My vision of your parrot has polka dots. Whoa. Okay. That's pink, crazy. Pink polka dots. That's what McMurphy's here for. The imagination. Is however however you imagine him. Okay, it's a robot <laughs> parrot. Oh no. <laughs> Because Gap's a robot. <laughs> so this is a literal stuffed parrot. This is not your imaginary friend move, right? No, this is my imaginary friend move. But okay, he imagines that it's alive. Yeah, it's a okay. keychain okay. parrot. That... My keychain parrot is my imaginary friend. Okay, so everybody else sees it as a keychain. And my first mate. That's that's what's important about the imaginary friend move. Is this is my first mate. Okay. This is my best friend. <laughs> wow. They will protect you. Fight by your side. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. All right, Agatha. Did you do anything to stop this broadcast? Or have you been listening to it on repeat for over 10 years? I live in the underbelly. We hear it less, I feel like. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> But also, we're all kind of mad down here, so I feel like I wake up singing it. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Okay. So you wake up. Wait, where do you sleep? Pilot coins. Uh, In my secret hideout. Mm, Where's your secret hideout? (laughs) I'm not telling you. Yeah. It's secret. secret. God damn it. I feel like I sleep in the staff area of Scallywag's Lagoon. <laughs> that is my bedroom. You wake up on your cot. <laughs> and the first... <laughs> I said that. Very strange. I'm sorry. You wake up on your cot. And the first thing you... <laughs> Stop laughing! <laughs> the first thing you notice is silence. What do you do? McMurphy. I'm not acting out the parrot. This is your imagination. You should be the parrot. Katie, you absolutely have to be McMurphy the parrot. If you want me to be McMurphy, I'll be it. But you're giving me a lot of power here. Should I, like, treat this as an NPC? Like, Uh narratively? Okay. Anytime a character brings a character into the world, it is an NPC that that you should voice, yeah. You could do birds so easily, I feel like. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Who's that mean? I have, a, I have an annoying-ass voice. No, birds have beautiful bird songs, Katie. I would never say uh-huh. that about you. Not parrots. Okay, Agatha. <laughs> Agatha, what did you say? What was the last thing you said? I asked McMurphy if they heard that. I don't hear shit! There it is. <laughs> Fuck yes. That was so good. Perfect. That's yeah. my McMurphy. <laughs> I want a shirt that says that. <laughs> Katie's first character voice, and it's fucking perfect. It is. Hey, I did a broadcast voice. Oh, earlier. true, true. French Schneider uh, was also great. <laughs> God. That's my point. Let's go on. Someone's up to something. And I bet it's Little Dick. I hate when you call him that. <laughs> Whose side are you on? What? 
You can go with him if you want. I'm sure you'll be a nice meal. His name's Richard. And he's your brother. That's what I said. No, you should really call him Richard. <laughs> I'll tell you why when you're older. <laughs> you live with him. And you tell me what you call him. Richard. <laughs> well, go on. Do you want to... You're trying to leave, right? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to walk out and see why it is so quiet. All right, Agatha, you and McMurphy, your first mate, McMurphy, leave your cot here and you step outside and it's a beautiful, sunny day. You can see the sun. Everything appears to be normal, but it's silent. I something's wrong, McMurphy. Something's very wrong outside. Laughing, I can't even tell. I who trust that nothing. Is. <laughs> Ryan's accent's very funny to me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very, very quiet. I didn't ask you, McMurphy. <laughs> I thought you did. <laughs> I might have, but you're being very strange this morning. <laughs> okay, why don't you assess reality, which is plus wits? When you carefully study a situation looking for more information, roll plus wits. On a 10 plus, hold two. On a seven and nine, hold one. You can spend a hold to ask one of the following questions. If you act on the answers, take plus one ongoing as long as the information is relevant. What happened here? What's my best route? Are there any dangers I haven't noticed? What here is useful or valuable to me? What here is not what it appears to be? Who or what is really in control here? Okay. <laughs> First draw of the game. That is a nine plus zero. Old one. Um, I think, are there any dangers I haven't noticed? Hmm. Being a GM is so fun. <laughs> How do you do it all the time, Ian? <laughs> all right. Dangers you haven't noticed. So in the middle of Pirate's Cove, there is a fountain. It is basically a ship sitting on top of like a wave cresting. This fountain has begun to overflow. I will go into the fountain and see if there is a drain that's clogged. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're swallowed whole by the fountain. And that's it. That's the end. Oh God, she's everybody. She's drunk on power. <laughs> I knew this would happen. Doesn't help that I'm her husband. This. Is just, what does that mean? Been waiting to kill me at your first chance. Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just waiting to murder you. Okay, you are jumping into this fountain. Yes, to clear the drainage. So. Agatha, you jump into this fountain and suddenly it's not a fountain. You're in the ocean and it is very turbulent. There's waves crashing into you, essentially, and you are trying to dive down to what you think is a drain, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, why don't you embrace chaos? All right. That is a five and a six plus two. All right. When you contend with a source of entropic power, roll plus chaos. On a 10 plus, choose two from the list below. On a seven to nine, choose one. And the GM chooses one. You gain a clear understanding of the power's source, effects, and motives. If any, you quell the power's effect or fan its flames. You briefly wield this power's effect. You subvert this power to achieve your ends. Take plus one forward. You inflict or heal one harm on a nearby target. You mark or erase one essence. You choose two. Uh, I would like to gain a clear understanding of the power source effects and motives, if any. Okay. And I'm going to be boring. I'm taking the top two. Just you quell the power's effects or fan its flames. Nice. I think for a moment, Agatha, you're terrified. It feels like you are 
suddenly in an ocean and you're being basically pulled by the current. But with a 13, you realize pretty quickly that this is this is just your imagination. And you can keep moving on to the drain if you'd like. Yeah, I'll look down at McMurphy and just nod my head. Just we're moving forward. Yeah, so you get to this drain and you see that it is definitely stopped up with this strange glowing green material that you have never seen before. Kill zoo. <laughs> That's why I can't get out of my head now. Maybe you shouldn't touch it, but yes, touch it. Glowing green goo. Yes, glowing green goo. It's flubber. <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up. <laughs> so to quell the powers of factor fan its flames, you can essentially just remove this from the drain if you're willing to touch it. I'm going to take off my boot and put it on my hand. <laughs> Great. And I'm going to use my boot to unclog this drain. Okay, and just like that, the water begins to recede and you pop up and you are again inside a fountain. That was strange, me friend, right? I hate when you get me wet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you sit up in in this fountain and is once again a fountain. Still silent. Nothing else has changed that you can see. What do you do? Well, that was strange. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Watch your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Cursing in front of children? No, I'm an imaginary bird. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Whoa. (laughs) 12-year-olds definitely say curse words. Yeah, yeah. I can't make Riley stop saying goddamn, but that's for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I think we need to find the others. Come on. Okay. We're going to go back to T1M. Still just sweeping away, right? Well, the park's not going to clean itself. Cool. We're moving back to me then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I imagine you're about to be in this scene, so (laughs) that's why I moved to Cap. No, I think it is mandatory break time, so all five of us are playing hacky sack in one circle in the middle of the future's door. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I don't know how robots' eyes work, but out of your peripheral here, you see a shadow. Are you in? You're inside a restaurant, or did you go outside to play hacky sack? We are all outside in the mathematical center of the future's door playing future hacky sack. Okay, you see, out of the corner of your robot eyes, (laughs) (laughs) you see someone you haven't seen in a while, Milo. I am charmed to see you, my chromium carapist companion. Whatever happens tomorrow or for the rest of my life, I am happy now because I am with you. Have you noticed the ceaseless sound has become curiously quiet? (laughs) yeah let's just let that sink in for one second that was very good congratulations i know you've waited four hours to do that and i'm very happy you're so patient (laughs) do our eyes deceive us milo welcome back to the future thank you tim your welcome is always a wonderful sound on my ears you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. We have noticed the lack of tone. Yes, have you silenced it finally? Oh, but how I wish that it was my doing. No, it seems as though this is a mystery to me, and I now know that a mystery to you as well. You'll get them next time, champ. <laughs> Your programming tells you nothing of this. Let me check. <laughs> and all, all, all five of us turn into each other. 
not turn into each other, but like face each other in the circle. <laughs> Sorry, it's not it's not a Megazord situation. <laughs> Sorry. That's no, like, do you become a giant one? <laughs> You're a or... We're going kaiju fight this early. <laughs> I mean to say they all turned towards each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then immediately turned back. No. I feel as though this is something we should determine the root cause of. I am worried. I have a feeling. It's been how many years now since the sound began? It cannot be a coincidence. Perhaps a bowl of Mars Mission macaroni will get your brain juices flowing. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) I need... Perhaps a nip of the good juice. It has been so long since I have imbibed, but I may need its power. Well, let's find your pirate companion and get you some of that good, 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 good juice. <laughs> ah, yes, the child, the sweet beacon of hope in this dark and disparate world. Yes, yes, we should find Agatha. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. I knew I could count on you. I thought you were going to say it five times. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim, number one, number two. <laughs> Tim, should one of you come with me? I know that all five of you cannot venture forth into the park with me. Yes, one of the Tims comes up and puts their claw game-like hand over your human-like hand. Y'all are holding hands. Oh, Tim, my heart beats faster as you take my hand, and my love grows stronger as you touch my soul. Let us go. Okay. What an odd group. <laughs> no, I love that your voice is literal payback for me playing Ari for three years. <laughs> I'm trying to talk fast, and you're just like melted butter. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. So, if you look at our lovely map, you will see... Ooh. Oh, that's lovely. Describe this. Okay. The park is a perfect circle. Not the (laughs) tool starts playing. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. I fucking love perfect circle. All right. So, the park is a perfect circle. The castle is in the central hub, sitting in the dead center of the park. I might have said the wrong directions earlier. That's fine. Change it every time. Literally change it every (laughs) single time. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) Pirate's Cove is to the west. So it's Pirate's Cove has its little pie piece. And then there's Commerce Court, which sits in between um, directly in front of the castle. And then there's Future's Door, which would be east of Commerce Court. And then northeast of Future's Door is Fairy's Glen. Then sitting between Pirate's Cove and Fairy's Glen is Forgotten Frontier. So in order for you to to meet up with Agatha, you would have to meet in Commerce Court. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Let us away. We have no reason to be afraid of Commerce Court, do we? Yeah, that's a good question. Is Commerce Course a chill? Is Commerce is any part of this park like a terrifying place to be? I think it's just mine mostly. And Forgotten Frontier, you would know um, from living in the park for so long. You would know that after the apocalypse, the Forgotten Frontier is surrounded by a river of sorts, uh, maybe a moat. Some would call it. It was basically where they would have a water parade featuring a very famous steamboat called the lady liberty so once the tremors happened from the apocalypse all of the bridges um leading into forgotten frontier collapsed so there is no way into forgotten frontier that you all know of currently So that's really the only place in the entire park that is unexplored. You would know that Commerce Court is an area um, where you can go to do all of your dealings, to buy resources, to trade goods for services, 
It is basically where the community of the park resides. Perfect. So if anything, it's like the safest place to be. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Other than the future store, obviously. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, happily. Jauntily, even, I would say. All right. So lying front and center of the park, Commerce Court has a grand and unobstructed view of the Great Castle in Central Hub. It is a now cracking road bordered by colorful, various sized storefronts. You can find almost anything here at a cost. A handmade sign painted on an old piece of scrap metal reads C-O-M-E-R-S-E-C-O-R-T. Commerce Court. It's haphazardly nailed over an old faded street sign. This area of the park was once known as Main Street, but was renamed when taken over by the Kids Court Gang. I would, as we go, I would like to pay particular attention to the people and like seeing if anyone else is as worried and anxious about this as I am. Okay. So I'm going to have you assess reality, but I will remind you that you do know that Commerce Court is run by the former kids that were trapped inside Kids Court. So <laughs> Commerce Court is completely run by a gang <laughs> called Commerce Kids. So these kids that were trapped inside of Kids Court when the apocalypse happened, um, they are actually still children. So you're not sure why, but they are sort of like a Lost Boys type gang. So they haven't aged since the apocalypse. They have not aged. Ooh, so that's interesting. Anyone that was a child when the apocalypse occurred and was trapped inside of the park is still a child. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Commerce Court is definitely spelled and looks like a child wrote that, painted that sign and right. plastered it up there. If that's the case, then I would like to find maybe one that I recognize and try to gather okay. information. Like I, I like. Ooh, okay. Is there one? Do you, I don't know if you've named any of these people, but uh, oh, of course. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, I'd like to find just the nearest one, the first one that I recognize from, but you know, the transition or whatever. And of course, they'll know okay. about my because I have the move that makes my mm -hmm. time as a vessel notorious, the pariah move. So they will know that. So keep that in mind. So the first person you recognize is Frankie Faye, who you would know to be the leader of the Commerce Kids. Wow, the leader's out here. <laughs> she just out here. Frankie is a teenage girl with stick straight red hair and freckles. She wears clothing that looks like rags, but she makes them look really fucking cool. Um, you know her to be the leader of the commerce court as well as the commerce kids. You know that she basically controls pretty much all dealings between realms. Frankie, I need an answer like a heart needs a beat. Like a wake needs a sleep. I need to know why this noise has stopped. Hey, man, that could have been like one really simple question. <laughs> you talked for like way too long. I just need to know. I need to I need information here. I need to gather it. <laughs> <laughs> Should I stop holding your hand? Yes, this is very, it's very fucking awkward. Tim, please do not let go of my hand. I am so afraid of this interaction at the moment. <laughs> I will never let go. <laughs> so Frankie definitely is eyeing you holding hands. I'm not sure that Frankie has ever met Tim. Ah, a thousand pardons, Frankie, leader of the Commerce Kids. <laughs> stewards of the commerce court and formerly of the kids court tim this is frankie frankie this is tim tim is uh peerless in their wonder it is a pleasure to meet you space cadet and i'll hold out my other claw <laughs> frankie very very wearily holds out her hand and shakes your hand tim and i do not 
let go of our <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm keeping my low state. Oh, okay. Frankie, what can you tell us of what's happening here? I mean, the the broadcast stopped. What what do you want me to tell you, man? You don't know any actionable information, anything we can do to cease our anxieties, to quell to quell the worry in my belly? Why don't you roll gather information? <laughs> There's tears in Milo's eyes. He's not <laughs> crying. Christ. But he is he is for whatever reason desperately <laughs> trying to 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 do this. And you roll with their faction? Yeah, oh yeah, what faction are they? The commerce kids are community. When you hit the streets looking for information, name a contact and roll Why? with their faction. <laughs> Who is doing that? Who do you think? <laughs> Who do you My think? My husband? It ain't me. Ryan, we're already stealing Justin's theme park idea. You can't steal his bit about interrupting with music, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been living this my whole life, man. (laughs) We're not stealing. I would like it to be very clear that I had this idea years ago. I had, you Uh can ask my husband. I had this idea years and years ago. I have not even listened to steeplechase. You should. It's really good. This was, this was completely original. Let me just tell you, Katie, we all believe you. All of our listeners <laughs> I don't and all you. of your co-hosts, we trust you and we we, we believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you believing me. This was my idea. And then Quinn came out with a game called Absurdia. And I was like, fuck yeah, this would work for my game. And then Justin came out with a game called Steeplechase. And I was like, fuck you, Justin. Because the second Ryan Whoa. listened to it, he was like, this is your game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, McElroy. Mr. McElroy, I'm going to call you. But also, fuck you, Justin. Fuck you, Justin. I love you, Justin. Hashtag fuck you, Justin. Pay attention to us. Everybody tweet tweet, hashtag fuck you, Justin. Maybe they'll actually notice us. I also never thought I would be a GM. Look at us now. Okay, anyway. On a 10 plus, the GM will tell you something interesting and useful. On a 7 to 9, you learn something interesting, but it's up to you to make it useful. On a miss, you glean the wrong information or accidentally reveal a secret of your own. I would love for you to miss because I want you to reveal all to Frankie. Well, my community is minus one, so... Yeah, so let's uh, let's see. I'm going to push myself. I'm going to be the first one to mark... Oh, damn. My essence is vestige. Mm Mm-hmm. So that means I get to roll with a third die and take the best, too. Oh, shit. Ooh, I rolled a nine minus one, which is eight. On a seven to nine, you learn something interesting, but it's up to you to make it useful. All right. So you are looking for information, right? About the broadcast specifically. I just feel like Milo has had very little to fixate on. And so the first change that's happened to him in a long time, he's like, there just has to be something that would keep him together with his, uh, with Tim and Agatha because he is just terribly lonely. Okay. So Frankie looks at you. Look, I, I'm not sure what, is going on i mean i i did notice that the broadcast stopped but i i mean i haven't even had a chance to go fiddle with it so hold on let let me just see so about 10 feet away from you guys there is one of those intercoms and the commerce kids have intelligently they wrapped a pillow around the intercom with a piece of rope to muffle the sound. This is how they they muted their broadcast, essentially. Mm-hmm. So Frankie starts walking towards this intercom, and it's you know it's like a speaker on a on a pole. It's about it's probably like seven feet tall. Um, as this is happening, you see Agatha approach. Avast ye! <laughs> I just. Milo, we have found the pound the pirate child. Oh, Agatha, so good it is to see you. You remind me of all that is good in the world and give me hope. Uh, quiet, quiet now. You, I, mm. What the hell do I remind you? I'm a kid too, man. 
Agatha, Tim, and I together have fought the forces that would seek to thwart these lands, and <laughs> thus I know their heart to be true. I don't have a heart, <laughs> but thank you. Tim, good to see you, my friend. A pleasure. Has anyone noticed the strangeness upon this land? Yes, Agatha, yes, and it plagues my mind, and I will not <laughs> rest until we determine the forces at work. He talks so much. <laughs> and he's not the robot. <laughs> so, Frankie, while you are all talking, Frankie has pulled a wooden crate up to the closest intercom here she's not very tall she's probably like five foot one so she has climbed up on top of this crate and reaches into her pocket and pulls out a small hammer and unceremoniously starts beating on this intercom she's removed the pillow that they've used as a muffle and she is haphazardly beating on the side of it with the hammer essentially to see if anything happens i take one step backwards because this is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah does anything <laughs> this happen? is making me very uncomfortable and i take one step backwards please what was the information that i got from my <laughs> gather information it's about role? to happen okay 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 what? Everyone stand back! It's horrendous! Is that who is that? It's the it's worst. Me. That's it's my me. wife, and I hate it. I couldn't. Be, I, I wanted to make sure. Damn, that, that's all of those are awesome and terrible simultaneously. What if it just wasn't recording? I'd be so mad. <laughs>